0: Welcome to The Great Unlearned. Join me, your host, Cal, as we dive deep into understanding and unlearning the programming within us. Let's uncover your inner truth for a life with newfound purpose and freedom. Get ready to question it all in The Great Unlearned.
1: It's oftentimes the greatest challenges that unlock some of our greatest gifts. For me, that was up in Mammoth Mountain. All of a sudden, I took a jump that I didn't know was there. Airborne in this white abyss and freaked out, smashed my back. I need surgery ASAP or I'll never move the same again. I was able to access my intuition and choose the path of healing naturally that began a long journey of sit in a pool of my own shame fear, guilt. How did I do this to myself? I realized those were the same emotions I'd been hiding from or stuffing. So out of alignment, my hip was over to the left. My upper body was the right. I'm walking in in pain and my body was showing me how out of alignment I was with my purpose. You know, as a trainer and health coach going out on the weekends, overindulging in sex, drugs and rock and roll, all the things to to not feel any of those heavy emotions. That led me to developing some really profound gifts and Uh, the self-healing realm. I also gave myself permission to feel more instead of always trying to feel better. And so it became this like inspiration at the depths of loneliness that really inspired me to step into creator consciousness instead of always consuming
0: when things got hard. I'd love for you to share what creator consciousness actually looked like for you. Noticing that I have all
1: these ideas and all these things I want to do before I die. But Instead of doing them, it was so much easier to just go out and have a drink with the guys or watch another episode of Netflix. I found a way to gamify it and just make it so much more fun to create cool things and ideas instead of watching another episode of Netflix. That creator consciousness just snowball affects this long-term fulfillment path that we're on. And you can begin to use your emotions as a navigation system. And it becomes like, wow, yeah, this is my path of highest excitement. I'll choose this. Every time I get triggered and am dealing with something challenging by taking it through this step-by-step process, I can identify the lessons and blessings and then let the rest go. And you can literally witness as this energy finally metabolizes in your system. And then a lot of dreams can come true really fast on the other end of that. Charles Clay, ladies and gentlemen, did anybody call you Chuck? You know, I outgrew that pretty early on. Yeah. Like middle school, there was a phase of Chuck and uh, didn't last long. Yeah. (laughs) Any, no, none of your friends come, come to you with Chuck. You know, some of my, like really, like my best friend I've known since I was four, he had a hard time switching to Charles. Yeah.
0: But he knows. Yeah. I get it. I get it. (laughs) One of my best friends in the world, his name is Chuck. He's always been Chuck or he outgrew Chucky. (laughs) My parents still call him Chucky. He's almost 50.
1: Big upgrade. Yes. Yes. I'm glad he outgrew that.
0: (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to talk about a a lot of different things today, um, particularly the work that you and I just did together. Um, But I want to land for people, give them a little sense of who you are. I mean, you and I met uh, a little over a year ago at the very first bunker workout, Wednesday workout. You were one of the OGs, Mm. man. That was the first time I'd met you. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure how, um, if you were invited by Preston or Steph or Mm. or one of those guys, but they brought you in uh, to that first workout. And I remember we had a great workout, sauna, cold plunge. And then we hang out in the jacuzzi for a bit. And I was like, this is so dope. Yes. And then it, more of this, it yeah. grew, you know, as, as we both know, and many people who are listening now, it grew to, you know, in the forties of men that were showing up. So that was such an amazing season to be a part of. And mm-hmm. you were such a big part of that. One of the leaders of that really, yeah. you know, in, in guiding the men. So thank you for that. Absolutely. It's still growing. Empowered Brotherhood. I it's, know. It's like 80 deep showing up for the workouts now at the park. I mean, yeah, so now they're on Thursdays yeah. instead of Wednesdays. <laughs> <Yeah>. And uh <laughs> yeah, for a bit they were at on it. And then um yeah, the, the the Zilker Park um space seems like it 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 serves the group really well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Parking's Absolutely. a little
0: easier there than it is over here, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I miss... I missed the workouts here at the bunker, though, man. I know, it's
0: good stuff. Special season for sure. Uh, you know, I think you, you know—when I, I think about you, I think of a lot of things, but the, probably the—the the thing that is most prominent for me is a—a a concept, an archetype, whatever you want to call it, that is—is is deeply resonant with me, and it's the—the the wounded healer. You. Um, I mean, you're such a bright light and we'll get into this. We'll shine through the entire episode. I know that, but um, the way you show up in the world is, is, is really special. And, and I, I recognize that the very first moment we met here. This, this dude's different. I like him. More of him, please. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe you just moved from Encinitas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Bay did a chapter. San Diego, fifteen years,
1: a couple years in Encinitas, then the Bay for a chapter before we moved here.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. But specifically, you know, you're 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 one of these men who does see these challenges and hardships and these potential obstacles that we're faced with as opportunities, and as you like to say, they're lessons and blessings for our own learning. And you took what was. a a catastrophic uh, injury that I'm, I would love for you to share about, but and took that into the work you're doing right now, which is so important, which I just got to experience just a, just a little Mm -hmm. bit of it, Mm -hmm. which was really uh, so simple, but really profound for me. So thank you for that. But I would love for you to share in in any way that feels, feels right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's oftentimes the, greatest challenges that unlock some of our greatest gifts. That was definitely the case for me. Um, you know, I feel like the universe gives you a little feather nudge of like, Hey, you're a little out of alignment here. You want, might want to make a shift <laughs> and you know, <laughs> Charles 1.0, I didn't pay attention to that. Nope. <laughs> and then it's like a brick getting hit in the head, right. Where it's, you know, a nasty hangover or dealing with some consequences of bad decisions. and then. Um, and that was, ins- that inspired some, some change, but it wasn't lasting change. You know, it was like kind of fell back into my old patterns, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And then it's like, then you get hit by like a Mack truck equivalent of um, really having to shift things in your life. And it's, um, for me, that was up in Mammoth Mountain, 2008. I was with two buddies and it was a full on blizzard there was snow coming every which way and it was so dangerous. They closed, like they shut down the lifts, but we're already at the top. And so we looked at it as like this epic adventure, you know, Hey, okay guys, just stay low, be ready for anything. Cause you could barely see a tree like five feet in front of you.
0: just a blur of whatever, you know? And so, so what the adrenaline was at an all time high type of thing? Like fuck, this is, you've never been in this situation, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, fun at first. And we got about halfway down the mountain. My friends were in front of me. And uh, all of a sudden I took a jump that I didn't know was there. And I'm airborne in this white abyss. I have no idea where there's landing, which way's up or down. And I'm, I knew I was in some deep crap. And um, <clears throat> I tensed up. And freaked out, like smashed my back. Like when I hit, I remember the impact felt like a lightning bolt just hit me in the low back. And it was the most physical pain I'd experienced to that day. And so I'm yelling to my friends. I'm like, Hey guys, I need help. And they're already down. They're like, you know, who knows how far ahead of me. And, um, and I looked at my phone, it's dead. So here I am on this Mountain freezing, and Fuck. I can barely move, and I'm in so much pain, and I'm just sitting here trying to breathe through it. And and literally those moments, like, you just channel like an inner Spartan warrior, you know. And I had mm. to click my board off and sit on it to slide down as far as I could until I had to keel over and take some breaths into the pain, and just kept doing that eventually till I finally made it down the mountain. How long, do you, if you had to guess, how long did that take you to do? Oh, like, uh, over an hour. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was excruciating. And, and that was just the beginning, you know, cause then I'm, <clears throat> then I'm walking into these, um, see these different doctors that were recommended and stuff and surgeons and, and they're telling me, you know, showing me x-rays and, and, um, MRIs and how jacked up my spine is and that I need surgery ASAP or I'll never move the same again. And <clears throat> I'm like you. you, know, I studied kinesiology. I love these human bodies. This is the greatest technology I know of on the planet. And so to hear that news in a fight or flight state was like, man, this is a really big pivotal choice to make right here. And I was able to access my intuition. And choose the path of healing naturally instead of putting my power into these guys' hands, which I'm sure they do a great job. But
0: I was really glad I made that choice because. Did you have any anybody that that you you could call on and say, "Hey, look, I'm in like someone that could advise that was wise or in this space." Yeah, know?
1: yeah, you know, I, I talked to uh, all my friends that are, you know, that I felt. Intuitively, I need to call and let them know what I'm going through and stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, make sure you get a second and third opinion and and all the things." And so, luckily, I was able to access my intuition even in a state of fight or flight, and just made a promise to myself that I would um, find a way to heal this naturally instead of going under the knife. And um, that began a long journey of. You know, I could barely even crawl to the bathroom, let alone get to work or anything. So I had to sit in a pool of my own shame, fear, guilt. How did I do this to myself? And all these things that <clears throat> I realized those were the same emotions that I was, I'd been hiding from or stuffing or just not having the courage to go to the depths uh, of the feathers yeah. beforehand. Yep. Exactly. And so, Um, you know, I let the tears fall and, um, and in that, it, it gave me a new sense of clarity and I was able to set an intention for a meditation to receiving all the answers to healing this naturally. And during that meditation, a friend of mine, I hadn't talked to in over two years, just reached out to me via text and said, I heard your back's pretty messed up. Check out neurokinetic therapy, NKT. This is the work of David Weinstock. And it took me down this epic rabbit hole to help connect so many dots for me, with my background. And, um, you know, it wasn't long before I got a session with one of his top students in San Diego, where I was at the time. And I was blown away by what happened when I, I walked in. I looked like just Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move, man. I was like, so out of alignment. My hip was over to the left. My upper body was the right. I'm walking in in pain. And, and, um, that was representative. My body was showing me how out of alignment I was with my purpose. You know, I was a trainer and health coach going out on the weekends, you know, indulging, overindulging in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, all the things to, to not feel any of those heavy emotions. And, um, so that cracked me open and i i got on the table and similar to the work we did she you know tested some muscle groups tested my glutes and and they weren't firing i was like what do you mean my glutes aren't firing i have huge glutes and she's like yep all form no function you know she had a, she had a good uh sense of humor too and uh and so she had me clench my jaw and retested the glutes and all of a sudden they were firing for that moment. And so that showed us, my body just showed us that my jaw was overcompensating for the glutes. There was a neurological traffic jam. And so um, she released the jaw, which was super painful. And all of a sudden glutes are back online. And we did that for a couple other muscle groups that we found that were offline. And all of a sudden I got off the table and I was like in alignment again. I felt like 90% better in one session. And I was blown away and I started dancing. I gave her a big hug. I was like, I need to learn this. This is my path. And so this huge epiphany, um, you know, that led me to developing some really profound gifts in uh, the self-healing realm. And So I began uh, my own practice and alongside with my training at the time, business, and um, got to help a lot of other people that were considering surgery and get to the root cause and, um, you know, find the, what was out of balance in their, in their system and recalibrate that. Um, When you get to the source of where that pain's coming from, then we can learn some of the lessons and blessings. And then um, our body knows how to come back into alignment when we make those shifts. And so, you know, this, this was, such a huge, um, you know, story from pain to purpose for me and help me develop so many of these gifts that, um, you know, kept, kept evolving from there because once we address the physiological issues with NKT, then there's oftentimes these emotional issues and some metaphysical issues at hand too, that if weren't addressed, then they'd fall back into their old patterns, right? body would still show up as pain. So this helped me really develop a different relationship with pain and just recognizing, you know, it's much like our cars, you know, how long do you drive with the check engine light on before you need to make a change and get a service, right? Mm. And so, um, and it's funny how most people are pretty diligent about that, you know, because they want to avoid a major breakdown. But when it comes to our bodies, it's like, we're really quick to take pills or to Drink it away, or you know, numb it, or go to the fridge and stuff it with something, or anything to not feel it. And so, that is like putting a block to the check engine light. The pain is a important message from the body that something needs to change. And so, that helped me like redefine my relationship with that. And in doing that, um, I also gave myself permission to, instead of always trying to feel better, you know, I was like captain positivity and like mm. always find the good side of things. And, and that was helpful and, you know, was um, beneficial, but it also like didn't let me go to the depths of some of the heavier emotions like grief. And, and, um, and so by doing that, allowing myself to feel more instead of always trying to feel better, just opened up a plethora of gifts for me.
0: That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a huge piece because I think, uh, you know, positivity and it, it you know, always showing up. I mean, we, we know, I am not saying, uh, this in your particular case, but I know, uh, people in my life that always show up with not a care in the world, no problems, always, uh, in that seemingly good spirit, but there's, you can just tell there's, there's a, there's yep. something deep with like, we've all got shit. Sure. And um, so I think being able to see the difference in that, to feel yeah. those heavy emotions. And I'd love to learn more about the challenges of that as you started to shift from, sure, you know, always wanted to be, you know, a, a light in the room. Versus where you are now truly being a light just by being and and honoring all of it.
1: I was definitely back then spiritually bypassing, (laughs) you know, a lot of (laughs) that, you know. Explain that for people who aren't really familiar with the term, but maybe do it. (laughs) Yeah. Good vibes only, you know, like just, just focus on the good, right. Which, which is helpful to a degree, but I feel like as a soul, we've come into these these human bodies these sensory suits and we're here to feel the full spectrum of emotions you know this is the land of contrast and so that's where there's the most epic learning you know we get to see the light and the dark the good the bad the pain the pleasure and so to negate or just overlook the the hard stuff or you know, we're the meaning makers of it. So we decide whether it's good or bad, but um, to, to just bypass that, then you're missing out on a lot. Like it's almost like staying stuck in a certain degree or capacity for um, the good emotions. You know, it's like you can only, you hit a glass ceiling of joy and then
0: can't experience more and, joy. And why pleasure. is that? Because yeah. you've, you've, you've kind of locked into this band where um is it there's something subconsciously unconsciously that's holding you from actually reaching higher joy because you know there's this unprocessed
1: yeah. Yeah, piece it's like an upper limit problem yeah 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 and so what i found um you know was by going to the depths of those emotions that i was avoiding for so long like even loneliness you know I realized, oh yeah, I'm an expert, extrovert, you know, I get my energy from going out and, and having fun with everybody and I feel charged up. Well, <clears throat> when I was sitting there in pain by myself for so long, like I really got to sit with loneliness and I challenged myself to sit longer with it. And instead of like, you know, I noticed my mind had all these band-aids. It was just like the usual program. Oh, this feels really uncomfortable. You don't have to sit in this anymore. Just go to the fridge, stuff it, just hurry, call someone or go out and just hang out with people and blah, blah, blah. And instead I noticed all those and I was like, thank you. Appreciate those band-aids. And I want to see what's under all this. And so I just kept sitting with um, loneliness and it was just so uncomfortable for a while. And then, then it passed. And then it was like, whoa, never gone this low into this gold mine of inspiration that was at the bottom of that, realizing that, wow, I'm finally taking time to myself. That feels good. And now there's no distractions. And so, and so you, in, in that <clears> moment, it, it seems like you're building a relationship with your true self. Right. Yeah. Right. And having the courage to sit with that uncomfortable feeling, it passes. It's like that which we resist just persists. All those heavy emotions, all the feelings we don't want mm-hmm. to feel. It's like they become stuck as issues in our tissues. and we're just carrying all this weight with us. and then it'll get poked and prodded and like triggered by all kinds of different people and things. and um, you know, it might be the guy cutting you off and uh, on the on the road, and all of a sudden you get a bout of road rage, or it's your spouse you know that knows how to push your buttons. But those triggers, are an opportunity to finally release this energy that's no longer in harmony with our system. And so by sitting with the depths of loneliness and discovering that man it feels good to like not have any distractions to finally sit in this with myself and realize like wow now I have time to myself and I have this huge list of ideas that I want to create in the world before I end up in my grave. And so it became this like inspiration at the depths of loneliness that really inspired me to step into creator consciousness instead of always consuming when things got hard. And that was a game changer
0: for me. That literally, that was a huge shift for me. So I'd love for you to share what creator consciousness actually looked like for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So noticing that I have all these ideas and all these things I want to do before I die. But instead of doing them, it was so much easier to just go out and have a drink with the guys or watch another episode of Netflix or um, look on Google for another hour, right? Consuming, consuming, consuming information, food, alcohol, all the things. And so that just masks these issues in our tissues and it's just numbing it out temporarily. And, and so by stepping in, creating space and time to actually start creating, you know, one of them, one of the inspirations was the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I created a program called the laser focus method, and this is literally what helps people step into that creator consciousness and Um, And then when you do that, you're on this path of long-term fulfillment. You know, it might be playing guitar. It might be, you know, creating a a movie or video. It might be getting on stage and sharing your message or, or even something smaller. But when you take steps in that direction, there's this feeling of this deep fulfillment that comes and this excitement and joy. And that Superseded any level of joy that I'd experienced to that point. And that's what I meant by that, like capacity, that glass ceiling. I just broke through because I was willing to go to the depths of that uncomfortable feeling. So it opens up more joy, more pleasure, more bliss in alignment with um, sharing some of these gifts that I came here to share. And when we try to hold on to those gifts, man, it gets so uncomfortable. It's like, hard to bear. And so I just went all in. I was like, yeah, I have fears of, you know, are people going to like this? Is it, um, you know, am I going to get rejected? And all these fears that I realized were just like microscopic fears compared to my biggest fear, which was deathbed regrets. You know, someday being on my deathbed going like, did I do it all? Did I have as much fun as I could in this life? Did I get to share all my ideas, all the messages in my heart, and like really touch the people that mean the most to me in this life? And I'm going to make sure that's a funk yes, you know, when Mm. I get to that point. And so that's what inspires me to just keep creating. And then in doing that, it's like I found a way to gamify it and just make it so much more fun to create cool things and ideas instead of watching another episode of Netflix. And what that does is just that creator consciousness just snowball effects this long-term fulfillment path that we're on. And you can begin to use your emotions as a navigation system. And it becomes like, wow, yeah, this is my path of highest excitement. I'll choose this, you know, and, and, um, and then, you know, launching the laser focus method took an amazing group of, Individuals through that and got to witness them, like get to share their gifts and create more. And then, then what happens is you don't have the same magnetism to the old addictions, you know, to the alcohol, to the cannabis, to all the things that I was reaching for, to the information overload. I was like, um, I was able to just access information without going on Google you know, in meditation, yeah, yeah. it was like a cosmic Google. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's where a lot of the ideas um, came through. And so I just take inspired action towards that. And then that brings me joy. And then, um, you know, just like apple trees in nature, I don't have to worry about whether someone thinks the apples are sour or thinks they're amazing. You know, I'm just going to keep creating. And in doing that, um, it's got to to reach a lot of people and and to help improve And the beauty of that is that, you know, something like the laser focus method helps others really take those steps and eliminate a lot of the distractions to create some and share some of their gifts. And so that lights me up. Talk about long-term fulfillment is seeing like the results that people get just from, you know, gamifying their get to do list instead of stressing about these huge like to do lists that they have to do and, um, and then creating intrinsic rewards that are, um, it's it's like healthy celebrations, right? Which reinforce these positive behaviors and habits that we're creating. And in doing that, you're literally tapping into your own pharmacy, you know? A healthy celebration could even be like a Epsom salt bath, you Mm -hmm. know, after creating a section of my newest program, you know, cool, now I get a reward, right? And the reward doesn't have to be like, go out and have a shot of tequila kind of thing, you know, which is great too. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this way I was able to access those feel good hormones and neurotransmitter that, that feel good um, state without needing those things externally. And so I knew I was onto something and that's why I was so inspired to share that with, with others. And now it's an online program that helps a lot of people
0: while I'm sleeping to share their gifts, and so that's and it. It's, more. it. It's not necessarily a cohort; it's self-paced, the laser right. focus method. Right. Okay. Yep. Great. And what's it kind of uh, tangibly look like? I sign up for it, and yep. this is two hour and a half videos, and it's very. I'm all about
1: experiential learning, yeah, so brother. it takes you through a journey. You get to you get to learn about visioneering and uh, and how to create your north star, which is you know you're already above half the population that doesn't even know what they want or what they want to do with their lives. And that becomes really fun. So you're gamifying it. And before you know it, you're taking steps in that direction and you're feeling new levels of joy and fulfillment. And so then you don't experience the same magnetism towards the addictions and the vices and stuff. And so it's,
0: um, it's really exciting. It's fun. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to check it out because it it definitely seems aligned with a lot of the work that I've been doing personally and I think um my intuition is that uh people may come in thinking laser focus means one particular thing which we've all been taught about head down, you know, get it done and that that kind of uh very masculine Uh, energy around that but when you get into that particular space you actually miss everything that's going on yep and you're not you're not orienting around what is your north star and your north star is not a particular goal you want to land on or an outcome it's a direction right and then you're you're getting out of the way and paying attention to how the universe is coming in and dropping those things into your field And it's all, you know, arguably all around joy. I mean, at the center of that North Star, I would argue is is probably joy. Yes. And whatever that means for each individual. Absolutely. And um,
1: yeah, it, it becomes a lot of fun because once you get clear on your North Star, that clarity brings confidence. And that confidence allows you to implement the laser focus method and you become more productive in less time. Then that leaves more free time to keep doing more of the things that you actually love doing. And that's when you're in your zone of genius and all the ideas land, right? Because you're receptive. So it works really well.
0: And I love the the nuance. I don't know if everybody picked up on it, but you said the get to-do list versus Mm -hmm. the to-do list. So why don't you unpack that a little bit? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if you just think about to-do lists, right? It's almost like nails on a chalkboard sometimes. It has like a constrictive value to it. And um, so, just reframing that to we get to choose everything on this list. And instead of having 10, 20, you know, 30 things on there that just keep piling up, that just adds more anxiety and stress. And so, this is a way of just taking those top two, you know, and these are the things for today that would make, that would allow me to feel really good and accomplished and, and uh, inspired, you know, and, and tackle the the most challenging one first, you know, first thing in the day. Boom. Use this gamified laser focus method. You kick that out. Then you're building momentum. You're feeling good. You're on a, you're on a roll. So it's easier to kick the other ones out. And then you're like, cool. What else, what else do I want on my get to do list that would feel good when I'm finished it? You know, And it's clearing space for mm -hmm. you to move closer and closer towards that North star. Right. Exactly. And that, that was a game changer for me because um that helped me with my biggest fear you know as, as i'm creating more then i'm not worried so much about like you know i'm not i'm not even like wanting to watch as much netflix or all these things i'm like this movie i'm living right now is pretty freaking epic yeah. <laughs> and so yes. i'm not going to find anything on netflix or at the theater right now that beats this life this movie Right now it's getting really exciting, and um, what an it what an exciting time to be alive right now, right? And to create because everything's shifting and changing so fast right now that that um, you know those type of problems that people see there's there's always solutions for them, and so a lot of my work is operating from a heart space of where solutions lie and win 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 situations are always accessible and available there. And instead of just residing in in the, the space of the mind, which is always looking for problems,
0: and <laughs> you'll find a plethora of them there. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I, I know that I when I'm on purpose, when I'm tracking joy, when nighttime rolls around, I'm so excited to go to bed so that I can wake up the next day. And when I'm not feeling that, I I know there's a few things that need to shift Mm -hmm. in my life to be able to get back into that space. But man, you know, when, when, when I'm, when I'm in that space, it's uh, you just, for me, it's like, I just realized what a gift it is to be here and um, to be able to play this game and explore. Absolutely. And, we're yeah, we're I, epic I, creators.
1: Yes. Yeah, we're we're not here to just consume everything, you know. That that's fun too. But like, and there's just so many ideas flowing, so many fun things to create. Um, you know, my development with the emotional component, right? Just finding that, you know, as I address the physiological issues with my healing practice, there's oftentimes these common denominators of emotions trapped in the body. Right. So that inspired me to take a deep dive on that and took everything that resonated with me, implemented it and practiced it, practiced it, practiced it, embodied it until I could refine it into this very easily simplified process that allows us to connect the dots between the emotions that get stuck in our body. It's energy that wants to move, but if we don't let it, then it weighs us down and it can be become really uncomfortable. Those emotions, you can connect the dots through this process to the first time you experienced that a younger version of you is going through this for the first time. And there were some stories created then there were some beliefs created, some, some decisions that we make about ourselves in those challenging um, times in our lives, you know, that carry on in our subconscious, right? And so those will keep showing up in the most painful ways and frustrating ways throughout our life until we go to the source of it and finally gain those lessons and blessings. And it's by taking a look at it. And so this is the inner peace process that has allowed me to um, really identify, you know, what these subconscious negative beliefs were running and how to change those. And I believe that as an evolving human being, that's one of the most important skills we can have is the ability to identify those negative beliefs that are running in our subconscious, that keep showing up in our experience, that um, keep us from sharing our greatest gifts, you know, and kind of derail us into self-sabotage behaviors and um, and have the ability to change those, you know. And I haven't found anything more profound than the inner peace process that I offer for doing just that. And this is the medicine that I continue to take. You know, I look at my daughter, and she's like my biggest inspiration. She's like every generational wound, um, the abandonment wound that that this inner peace process finally helped me heal. Um, all that stuff. Every time I get triggered and am dealing with something challenging by taking it through this step-by-step process, I can identify the lessons and blessings and then let the rest go. And you can literally witness as this energy finally metabolizes in your system and it can show up as pain. It can show up as just, you know, gut ache or different, different ways that it shows up. But when you witness connecting those dots and um, gaining those lessons and blessings, then it finally metabolizes in your system, and then a lot of dreams can come true really fast on the mm-hmm. other end of that, especially when you're clear on your North star. And so that, you know, f- I, I can give um, tons of examples. One would be, you know, um, well, when i when I was ten, you know, I, I got to experience um, the most painful emotion ever when I found out that my mom took her own life. And so that began my abandonment wound. You know, it was like the woman I loved the most, um, she chose to leave this experience. And I had so many questions and didn't know how to deal with grief. Didn't know how to deal with anger I remember sitting at her funeral next to my brother, trying not to cry at my own mom's funeral because I'd picked up the belief that I'm a guy, I'm a man, you know, we can't show weakness. And, and um, you know, it's babies that cry, this kind of stuff, right? That our society is um, so prevalent. And so that took me years to uncover and finally sit with that grief. And I, and I still have tears you know, when I miss her and, um, but eventually through this process, I came to, came to peace with that and actually feel so grateful that I had 10 amazing years with my mom of just vivid childhood memories and, and, you know, her taking us to the beach and show, you know, having to experiment all different foods and she was just um, so much fun. And so, um, I cherish those memories and that losing someone that I love that close really allowed me to um, shift my perspective being that close to death and really fully live life. You know, it was like I could choose to just not keep avoiding grief, you know, and, and it gets more and more painful and builds up like a volcano in our system or go to the depths of those emotions. and finally finding my tears. And you know how great it feels after a good cry. Oh, you know, it's like fuck, the yeah. lightest feeling, you know? And so um, I realized there was gold there. And so that's that's when I allowed myself to feel more instead of always trying to feel better. And that unlocked some really profound gifts. And so how that was showing up in my life earlier on was, you know, that abandonment wound, which I think so many people can relate to, yes. Yeah was it, it showed up as my, you know, first love in college, my college sweetheart, you know, like, yeah, we were, had so much fun together. It was an amazing relationship. And then, you know, some things shifted and she ended up leaving. And then again, fast forward, you know, I'm in San Diego on my 30th birthday. Um, My, my girlfriend at that time, um, the new love of my life. And it wasn't long before she left me. And so this pattern kept showing up and it ended in heartbreak. And so when I finally took it through this inner peace process, I realized man, my little 10 year old had decided that love always has to equal pain and that I'm not worthy of keeping my lover around. And so that of course showed up in my relationships, and then I got to take responsibility for the ways that I was subconsciously pushing my lovers away, being immature, doing stupid stuff to to create like to sabotage same, and, right to oh, create that yeah. same experience of love and loss, and so um, that finally taking that through this process.
0: And, and when 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 how long ago were you kind of taking it through this process. And that was um, just out of college,
1: so 2003, 2004. And, and so that then allowed me to um, finally go to the source of that wound and get to reparent my 10 year old. You know, like first time I connected with him again, he was like, Phew. he didn't want it, he was pissed.
0: Yeah, well, explain to people who aren't familiar with the mm -hmm. reparenting concept, like, what does it practically look like? Right. So
1: in a meditative state, um, the the subconscious deals more with, you know, visuals and um, shapes and symbols than it does with the logical mind, right? So you get into a relaxed state and then through this process, um, connected the dots to the emotion, which was grief and sadness, right? And it was anger at first. And then underneath that was the sadness. And so I pinpointed when have I felt this before? Oh, well, of course. I took me right to my 10 year old getting that news about my mom and just feeling like I was getting hit in the stomach with a baseball bat over and over again, just trying to digest that. How could this happen? And so now as an adult, i get to be there with him through that through that whole experience and at first he you know he felt abandoned so he he was like you know looking at me his his future self going like hey, you haven't been for here for me either and um and so i just kept showing up kept checking in with him and little by little he was um you know feeling feeling up to to sharing and I, and opening up this dialogue with the younger version of myself and holding space for him. Then we hug it out, you know, we're sharing tears. And then I get to invite him, you know, it's like, hey, you can stay here in this, or you can come with me and I'll show you everything we've created and done up till now. You know, and it was like this his eyes light up, you know, it's like this adventure. Yeah, get me the hell out of this hell, you know? And so, um, so then he's integrated in my heart, you know, and he's in a safe space again. So really, through this process, it's about providing love, support, and safety to those parts of us that need it most. You know, there's just so many of us that have these wounded younger versions of us, and that's where the stories were created, and then they keep showing up in our experience until we go back to the source of it and and get to write a new story. And so, literally, right after that um, you know, that process, um, called in Brandilyn, my queen. Wow. And, uh, I have never felt more safe, more seen, um, in a relationship. And, you know, it didn't take me long to marry her and, and, uh, have our little sweetheart, Sophia. And, um, a lot of dreams have come true really fast. Even moving here, getting a house and all these things that it's like, all that's always available to us. It's just, we, we first have to release the blocks in the way. And so once we do, it's kind of like, you're been driving this f- nice Ferrari, but you've had the e-brake on the whole time, uh, you know? And, yeah. and so you go to the source of it and release some of the, this wounding and all of a sudden you're getting to really enjoy the ride. And so, you know, I don't even, I don't have any secrets anymore you know i don't have to hide stuff you know i don't have the same shame i used to and so to to be in a relationship like that is a dream come true and it keeps getting better and it keeps getting better and i keep taking this medicine you know every time i get triggered i'm now i'm kind of like fascinated i'm like wow this person was able to make me angry there's something to look at here you know this yes. is interesting and i put on my you know Curiosity lens and and um, take it through the process to see you know what wants to be resolved within me, what's in the way of my natural state of inner peace, that that I can use to gain some lessons and blessings. It's all a self discovery journey to understand more of ourselves, and in doing that, it releases the e break those you know um, blocks that hold so many of us back, and um, and so. Every time I look at Sophia, she's, you know, this is one less generational wound that she needs to carry forth, right? She's free of that now because I showed up for it and I'm doing the healing for it. And so that's one less pattern that she needs to carry on and,
0: and suffer through. And that inspires me more than anything. Mm, yeah, thanks for sharing that. What? Who, who are some of your teachers through this? Kind of learning this process and as you kind of have, have been on this path. Paramahansa Yogananda, actually. Um, yeah, he uh,
1: connected with him deeply when I began deepening my meditation practice. And um, a really funny, he kind of drew me into the Encinitas area. And I always wanted to live on the ocean, overlooking the ocean with a pool and all the cool stuff. And, um, you know, I named the price that I wanted to pay each month. It was like 1500. And all my friends looked at me like, dude, you can't get a place on the beach for that price. Right. Okay. I was like, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. I know. I know that's. It. And, um, and so I just kept that vision, that North star. And, and I also wanted it to be dog friendly. Cause I, I wanted to eventually get a golden retriever at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so all these things and, a buddy of mine, there was one other guy that I would even consider as a roommate then that I reached out to and was like, hey, I'm I'm about to go look at a place on the ocean. Uh, I don't know what your living situation is right now, but would you, uh, you know, he's like, actually, I I just got out of my lease and I don't have a place to, I don't know where I'm going to move next. I was like, come check it out. So we go look at this and the guy, Will, shows us, he's like, here's the pool, here's the cliff overlooking the ocean. Like all the things I'm looking at my buddy, like, dude, this is exactly how I wrote it up. And he goes, it's 3000 a month, no. <laughs> split it 1500. And um, and he goes, you guys are the first ones to apply and you're great, you guys want the place? And we're like, funk, yes, we'll take it. And he goes, great, come, come sign the lease and uh, meet my dog, Ben, who's a golden retriever.
0: <laughs> and he
1: lives right there. You know, across the street, and he said, Oh, you like dogs? You can take them on a walk anytime you want. And that was literally the energy I had then was like, Well, I want a dog, but not the full responsibility. Yes. You know, <laughs> it was like a golden retriever. So, and of course, that was on Third and I Street, and it was two oh blocks, my God. two blocks from the Self Realization Center, Paramahansa Yogananda's um, space there that he basically came here in like the 40s to California from India. And just was inspired to to share his self awakening tools and and meditation, and he he acquired like Boardwalk and Park Place right there, so that it wouldn't get monopolized, and that people could use it for um, deep meditation and deepening their their self awareness. And so I really admired um, him and his spirit, and I felt like he's been a, a really powerful guide for me. And then. And then more in the the human form, uh, you know David weinstock as i as I mentioned, uh, helped me with the physiological aspects and understanding NKT and getting to share that gift, as well as uh, Francesca, who um, she created the Academy of intuitive medicine and wow, what a plethora of um, self healing knowledge, wisdom, and experiential learning through her courses that she she teaches in, um, in the Bay Area and it's basically like a modern day Hogwarts, like really? Harry Potter style school. It's epic. And um, so I highly recommend that. She does online courses too. And it's, it's um, energetic hygiene, you know, like really coming back into full sovereign chi, I call it. Uh. You know, like really full governance of your own life force energy in each and every cell of your body so that there's no room for anything else. And um, and that takes some some cleansing and some maintenance, just like brushing your teeth, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I gained some really powerful, um, you know, I, I had some really good teachers along this way, and I've always looked at it as like a buffet. You know, I take the things that really resonate with me, practice it, digest it, embody it, and then um, and then find a simpler way to to teach. You know, and so basically, my life, I've. Chosen and learned the hard way, <laughs> so that I can teach an easier way yes. for others. You know, it's been a blessing.
0: Well, what's it look like to work with you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, what what are what are we? You know, what are the offerings to the people listening today?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, laser focus method is up online. It's easy to access. That's the lowest hanging fruit, and I do that on purpose because you know, once people start stepping into that creator consciousness, then you know, as a side effect, a lot of a lot of money flows in, you know, and, and, uh, helps them align with their purpose. And then, um, I take groups through the inner peace process called, uh, freedom from pain. And this is for, um, aches, pains, and injuries that show up in the body, as well as some of the deeper generational wounding that people are experiencing. And, um, we go through a six week, um, course and it's a lot of fun. That's right. Healing can be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so that will become an online program as well. But I really enjoy um, taking people through that live experience. So um, I'll continue offering that as well. Do you have, do
0: you have something on the calendar right now uh, for the next one?
1: Yeah. So, so I'm going to do that uh, once a season. So it'll probably be um, February or March. It'll be the next, next cadre for that. Great. Yeah. And um man, it's such a gift to get to witness, you know, in as little as six weeks, how much when people are releasing these old subconscious blocks, you know, and allowing their bodies to heal back to their natural state, like what they can accomplish. You know, it's like I've had real estate agents that um work with me coaching and they, you know, we're having the the huge roller coaster ride financially and and now they're like some of the youngest in their region that are getting all these accolades for, you know, top sales and, and, uh, you know, just like really being recognized in their zone of genius now, just by releasing some unworthiness, you know, subconscious blocks mm. through this process. And so, um, you know, in relationships and, um, some people that were, you know, recognized they had to, to let go of some toxic relationships. And then there was something so much greater waiting for them, you know, and, and then ended up meeting their soulmate right after that. And, um, and, and then some of the people I work with um, have really deepened their relationship and their intimacy and um, just found like new levels of, of pleasure and sex magic in their relationships and opened up a, a, a whole plethora of deeper connection with the person they're already with so it's Mm. across the board, um, to, to witness and be a part of, you know, people experiencing those kind of results is, uh, that's, that's what lights me up. Mm. That's that long-term fulfillment that, um, I'll never stop.
0: You know, what about the one-on-one works? And Mm -hmm. I, and I want to get into specifically what what you did, uh, how you worked with me earlier Mm -hmm. today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't even market the the mind-body tune-ups and the NKT work much. Um, I get a lot of people, I've had people fly from Australia that felt like they had tried everything and couldn't relieve their pain that they'd experienced for a decade. And so they come out um, and we get them two to three sessions, find the root cause of their aches, pains, injuries that they've been plagued with, and um, they gain lessons and blessings from it. And they're walking off feeling like a new man, you know, and, um, and then they go back to Australia. And so some some people have flown out um, that just felt the call, the intuitive resonance that, you know, this is what they need. Um, so I try to keep space for that. You know, it's, uh, I have, you know, friends and, and local you know, as needed, um, I offer that. And, um, I also do uh, weekend immersion retreats that involve a whole plethora of all these tools and practices. And that's where I've witnessed the most transformation in a short time is, uh, weekend immersions and VIP retreats, which are a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a game changer. That's probably some of my favorite work. And, um, and then I also have um, coaching clients that have worked with me for quite some time, one-on-one as well, virtual.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Any, any weekend immersions coming up? Yeah, we just did one. Um, we did a couples retreat. Uh, Brandon Lynn, and I, man,
1: what a treat. Um, it's, it's really cool to, to get to work with the beautiful souls that show up for this work. And, um, and so that was at a, an epic tree house. Oh, another <laughs> one you're talking about yeah. like in Spicewood. Yeah. And it's, you've oh, been there. It's yeah. like a really cool um, retreat spot because it's nestled in nature and it's our friends that design it and, and own the property there. And there's all these just incredible tree houses that they've built that are like um, with nature, you know, and it's, it's amazing to, uh, to get to experience that too. So mm-hmm. Yeah. There, those, um, there'll be more of those on the horizon as well. Great. So, and where will yeah. people, where,
0: where can people find out about all of this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, we're upgrading the website right now. It's charlesclay.coach. Super simple. Um, anyone that wants to reach out and connect, I love connecting. So Instagram's easy. You can find me on um, charlesclay.coach on Instagram. And, um, yeah, feel free to shoot me, uh, uh, DM and uh, let's connect.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And before we before we yeah. sign off, I do wanna I wanna just kind of have you take people through what you know what a session looks like and, mm-hmm. and kind of what we did and absolutely. So um, we do a
1: assessment obviously to to see where there's imbalances in the body and that's uh, a couple different movements and then um, then we drop into metaphysics and this is the some of the possible lessons and blessings, right? So like, um, you know, if your shoulder is showing up as having an issue and it's like, okay, where are you carrying the burdens in your life or maybe too much for yourself or for others? So this is just a way to deep dive into um, some of the things going on in your life that can show up in your body as a representation of your subconscious and I let them marinate on that because it gives you some clues as to the lessons and blessings and a, and a quick way to finding those. And then we dive into the emotional and the, um, physiological aspects. And that's where we do the muscle testing, which is such a brilliant way of getting answers from the body. Um, mm-hmm. we, we just treat what we find. So, you know, when muscles aren't firing properly, um, we find out what along the kinetic chain is blocking that what's compensating for it. And then I show you how to um, reconnect that wiring circuitry so that um, you get off the table and feel like everything's firing on all cylinders and uh, ready to rock and roll.
0: Awesome. And I love the, 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 the piece we did in the beginning with the reflexology. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So
1: um, the body works from the inside out. So if we just turn on muscles that weren't firing and send you on your way, but there's an underlying um, issues with the organs, you know, it might be digestive or something compromised um, in the internal organ system, then oftentimes the muscles will shut off again um, because that needs to be addressed. So that's why we started our session with um, that, because that it's a self-reflexology tool that allows you to tap into the maps that are on our hands and our feet and our face and you just do a little self massage with a little ball, pretty high-tech piece of equipment, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you find where those trigger points are, like the most um, tight, tense spot. And that's correlated to an organ system. So it could be the stomach, um, it could be the kidneys. And then um, I share the information we know about the, those specific organs and the related emotions typically stored there such as kidneys. Oftentimes it's fear. Um, And so then I offer a practice, a little self-healing practice to release and um, open up those channels, those meridians, so that the energy can flow easily. And this is a great way to help with preventative care, disease as well, um, by really noticing when there's anything out of balance early on with the internal systems and um, giving that the love, support, and safe, safe environment that it needs, um, so that you don't know, have to deal with major breakdown down the road. So it's so much easier to just pay attention to the feathers, you know, and the check engine light early on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only it were that easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, beautiful. Thank you, brother. And um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. Back here doing this, and absolutely, it's great to have you on and to see you and to do some work with you finally. So,
1: truly an honor and a pleasure, my brother. Appreciate everything you're doing in the
0: world. Yeah, you too, brother. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to The Great Unlearn. For more information, check out the show notes or head over to TheGreatUnlearn.com for additional episodes and information regarding events, retreats, and the TGU store. If you like what you heard today, please click subscribe and share this with friends who might enjoy our platform. Don't forget to leave that five-star rating and review as it really helps us spread the love and unlearning. You can find me on Instagram at cal.callahan and on YouTube under The Great Unlearned. Thanks for listening to The Great Unlearn, and we'll talk soon. No, no different, only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned.